The Lapsed Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here is your host, the Professor What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 317 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, the professor, Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a great weekend, another action-packed weekend over here. Friday, though, was kind of relaxing, just hung out. Uh, Saturday, Lindsay and I went out for a bit, which was awesome. Went downtown, had some dinner, had some drinks. All that good stuff. Sunday, hung out with the neighbors, family, smoked a pork butt and some poor man's burnt ends, which was awesome. I haven't cranked up the smoker nearly as much as I usually do over the summer. So I was glad to fire that bad boy up and had a couple rare occurrences with Alden over uh, the weekend. He decided to wake up Saturday and uh, this or I'm sorry, Sunday and today, Monday. Uh, at like three in the morning and thought it was time to get up and play, uh, which is odd for him. So I don't know. He's He'll be 18 months this month. So probably going through some kind of growing thing there. So that's been fun. Now on to this week. Very excited. So here's the breakdown for me. I am going to cover over 600 miles of driving Uh, It'll probably equate to 12 to 14 hours of driving, depending on traffic and all that, starting on Thursday as I head out to Berlin for the SRX race, which I am so excited to get to and see that. Then the big news, I tweeted it out over the weekend, Friday, I will be headed to Firekeepers Casino for an incredible opportunity to have a one-on-one interview with Kevin Harvick. I am so amped for that. Uh, For those that have been listening a minute know that pre-podcast, Kevin has been my guy. So I am very excited for this opportunity. You guys may remember last year I had the chance to interview Joey Logano at Firekeepers and it was awesome and am very excited for the opportunity to be able to do something like that again and uh, and with Kevin Harvick. So that's going to be incredible. Uh, To then drive home Saturday morning, uh, see Alden for a bit and then go head downtown for SummerSlam. I am so excited for that. And then it's Sunday morning, get up and go drive out to MIS. So there you will have 600 miles over four days, a very busy, very fun weekend ahead. Cannot wait. Can't wait to bring you guys the content along the way. Um, I plan on bringing the recorder. So uh, I will have hopefully, you know, They'll probably be quick, but some some interviews to drop into next week's show from SRX, as well as the Kevin Harvick interview, as well as some audio and and video packages uh, along the way at SRX with Kevin and Sunday at MIS. And of course, I'm going to throw in some Wrestle or WrestleMania. I wish it was WrestleMania. Throw in some SummerSlam along the way. So there you have that. Make sure you're following on Twitter at LatTrafficPC for all all the fun stuff that uh, I can't wait to bring to you guys this week. So there's that. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with MIS track president Joe Fowler, Jim Wise from Firekeepers, as well as special guest Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Coming up tonight, the legendary Jeff Striegel from MRN Amberlin. He's going to talk about uh, the final prep work going into SRX and We're going to have the Dr. Aaron Studwell on. It's been a minute since he's been on the show. Brian Newdorf was on a couple weeks ago. It's uh, it's MIS week. Uh, Aaron went to uh, the University of Michigan. So what better way to um, have an excuse to have Aaron on the show to, of course, talk a little football, NASCAR racing, all that good stuff. So uh, he'll be on a little bit later. And some brief recaps from Richmond. Not much because I know Jeff and I will get into that in great detail and then we'll close it out with some lap traffic fantasy so there you have it let's not waste any more time let's get jeff striegel on the line 
All right, Lamp Traffic Nation joining me on the line for his 27th appearance on the show. He, too, has a very busy week coming up. You'll see him Thursday at Berlin and then making the call for MRN this weekend from the great state of Michigan here for our annual pre-MIS show, my good friend Jeff Striegel. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good. Uh, getting back from Richmond, like you said, getting ready for SRX, getting ready for MIS. There's a lot going on, but it's a pretty good time of year. Absolutely, man. It is. It, it seems to catch up to us very quickly here, uh, August. And, and, you know, it just means so many good things. One, we get to see each other at MIS and Berlin this year. That means some, some pigskins are going to be thrown here in a few weeks, which is pretty exciting. I know... Uh, you and I both enjoy some college football. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a good time of year. It's hard to believe we're at this time of year. I think we were just talking about it last week at Pocono, and I know it came up again at Richmond that here we are talking about playoffs. And, you know, obviously when we start talking about a run for a championship, we know that the summer is, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> the uh, summer is pretty much behind us. And, you know, we're getting ready to move into the fall time and football and championship talk and who's going to be in it, who's not going to make it. Uh, it, You know, it's crazy because you and I talk at the beginning of the year and it just seems like, my gosh, here we are getting ready to go for, you know, 40, basically 40 consecutive weeks of of racing with a weekend or two off in between. And now all of a sudden we're, you know, like you said, we're getting ready to go at Michigan. And that means the summer is pretty much behind us. Yeah, no, it's it's nuts. You know, I I I commented on it every year that I've been doing this thing, you know, um the the truck season and how much shorter it is and how boom, we're we're already playoff mode truck season now. I mean, that's their next race is the is the start to the to the truck playoffs, which is crazy. Only four more races for for the cup side of things and um yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that here in a few, but Jeff, uh, much time is well-deserved to be given to, to you, SRX, and the Berlin race coming up this Thursday. I am so excited to... Uh, to get out there for my first time. I know you and I have been talking about it. You've thrown the invite for years. Come on out, come on out, and uh, finally pulled the trigger and making it happen for what is probably going to be a historic and uh, monumental night. Um, Jeff, what's the rest of the week going to look like for you for something like this as as you're prepping for uh, a big event at Berlin? Well, we just raced on Saturday night, so... We have, you know, we've already completed, they have, I'm just getting back from Richmond and getting ready to head to the track, but they've completed the teardown of what we normally do on a, you know, weekend and week out basis racing on Saturday nights. And now the transformation to what we normally do to what we anticipate, what we need to do as we get ready for SRX. And there's a lot that goes into it. I think a lot more than what people may think. Um, You know, you can ask Stafford, or anybody that is hosting an SRX event. It's not just, you know, business as usual. We're, we sold out in February. Uh, we've got a um, fan zone pass that more than likely will be sold out by the end of the day or certainly by Tuesday morning. So everything is sold out, and now it's just a facility the way we want it to be, not only to welcome the fans in, but obviously a national viewing audience. I mean, I think everybody is heard of Berlin, whether they've been there or not, they've heard it. And now they get a chance to see it. And I obviously I want them to see it in the best way possible. No, absolutely. It's, it's, it's pretty cool to think that this, you know, it'll be on ESPN. Um, you know, I, I love that they've picked up the series for some Thursday night racing. I think, you know, uh, I had this conversation with, with some of the followers uh, a couple weeks ago in terms of, you know, Sunday night racing and are you in favor of it? Are you not in favor of it? And a lot of people came back and said, hey, I watch Sunday night football. Why wouldn't I want to watch Sunday night football? Or I watch Thursday night football. Why wouldn't I want to watch some Thursday night racing? And I made the argument that I agree wholeheartedly with that. I think it takes a certain 
style of racetrack and a, a specific location to be able to pull off a Sunday night race, knowing people may be going to work. So it's a little trickier from a, uh, a fan perspective doing the single trip day in for the race and, and leaving. But I mean, it's hard to make the argument against, you know, Hey, I'm going to pop my ass on the couch for football on Sunday night. Let's do it for racing and, and same for Thursday night. So I think it's fantastic. And, and I mean, I've seen social media, you know, a buzz on Thursday nights, and I can only imagine the hype that, uh, you know, and the attention that Berlin and the race is going to get this Thursday. Well, you've been around this long enough to know that it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to make a large majority of the fans happy, and you're going to make some fans unhappy. You know, whether you're racing on Saturday night with SRX, let's just talk about that for a minute. You know, whether you're racing on Saturday night, You've got fans that say, I want to watch it, but I'm going to be at my local short track because I own a car, I crew a car, I'm a regular attending fan. So, you know, you make the change and you go 9 to 11 on Thursday night. And, of course, some of the pushback is I have to work in the morning. I got to get up in the morning. I work second shift. I can't see it. So, you know, I don't think it matters. Um, you're going to have some fans that are going to really, truly embrace let's just say Sunday night or Saturday night or Thursday night. And you're always going to have some fans go, man, they just changed it right up against a, a time or a day that I can't watch it for one reason or another. So it's a hard thing to do. Um, I'm curious to see how many people stick around on Friday night when it's all said and done. Uh, we are going to throw a big party afterwards. I know that a lot of the, you know, the fans that are attending uh, are going to have to work on Friday. And I would imagine that some of them have probably already planned to take Thursday and Friday off. So we'll see. I like the move. I like the Thursday night uh, thunder. You know, I, I, I grew up on that. So to see them bring it back just made all kinds of sense to me. And I, again, I applaud uh, Don Hawk and his team with SRX for being bold enough to say, let's, let's do something that we think is going to work. You and I have talked about NASCAR and how they needed to shake things up. And, and we both know sometimes the fans react in a positive way. Sometimes they don't, but you've got to do what you feel is best for the series, for the sport, for the track, for the area. And we landed on Thursday or they landed on Thursday and we're going to be ready to go. Absolutely. No, I love it. Um, Jeff, run down uh, just for, for everybody, if they've been living under a rock lately, uh, just give a hit of some of the key notable drivers from NASCAR that everyone can expect to see Thursday night, uh, as well as, you know, run down the, the event lineup. Well, you know, when you talk about notable drivers, I mean, that is SRX. You know, that that's just flat out what they are. That's mm -hmm, who they mm -hmm. are. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be excited to see Kevin Harvick here because Kevin Harvick has never been here. He'll join Kyle Busch, who has been here. Brad Keselowski, you know, grew up two and a half hours away. He's been here one time. He's seen his brother race here. He's seen his dad race here. Uh, Haley Deegan, on the other hand, she'll be here, but she's never been to this side of the state of Michigan. She's never seen the Berlin Raceway before. Tony Stewart will be here. The last time he was here was in 2002, and he drove an outlaw late model owned by Randy Sweet of Sweet Manufacturing, and he won in that car on that night, but he hasn't been here since. So, you know, you take that and you add Castro Neves, who's never been here before. You add Kenny Schrader, who has been here before. Uh, most recently announced, of course, was Johnny Benson, uh, who is replacing Paul Tracy. Tracy would have never have been here, and they're replacing him with Johnny Benson, who obviously grew up here. So, you know, you got a mix of those that have been here, those that have not. It's star-studded, 12 cars, and... You got 12 stars in those cars, so I, I can't wait for that. Uh, as far as the schedule is concerned, our gates open at 12 o'clock. SRX practice and their only practice for the competitors will be on Thursday from 2 to 4. Our limited late model division will be the support class. They're going to practice from, what, 4 to 4.30, driver... Q&A will be from 5 until 6. Limited late model qualifying will be at 6. Pre-race will start at 6.30. Green flag for the limited late model 50-lap feature 
goes off at 645. Driver intros for SRX start at 830. ESPN will go live at 9 o'clock. First car, first heat race will go off at about 907. So that's that's a little bit as to the schedule. So for those that are listening that are coming that have tickets, and again, we are sold out, um, gates open at 12 o'clock, and I would imagine there will be a long line of people waiting to get in at 12 noon. I love it. I will I will be one of those people waiting in line to get in. You will. So. <laughs> yeah, you will. I am, I am very excited for that. Um, all right, Jeff, let's uh, switch over. Let's, let's kind of reset where we're at here from the, uh, you know, NASCAR Cup side of things anyways. Um, as we mentioned at the start, you know, there's just four more races to go before the playoffs. MIS, two road courses, the Indy Road Course and Watkins Glen, and then uh, – wrapping up the regular season at uh, the super speedway that is Daytona. Um, 12 different winners, some big names still looking for their first win. And at this point, potentially starting to find themselves in a must-win situation. Uh, we got Suarez outside looking in, Elliott outside looking in, Bowman the same. Uh, and then you got Harvick and Brad Keselowski still looking for that first win. Um, you know, what's what's your mindset as, as we sit here four to go in the regular season? How about this? How about I have absolutely no idea? And that's what makes it good. I mean, yes. I, I truly don't. I have yep. no idea. You know, there, you and I have talked about this many, many times. Mm-hmm. When we go back five years, we probably could have predicted who was going to win or at least run top three or four at Michigan. We go to Michigan next week. I couldn't even begin to tell you if, if you pinned me down and said, who's going to win the event? You know, I'd like to say Kyle Larson. Uh, I just feel like he would be the man I would pick if I had to put $100 down on one of the drivers. I think Harvick would be right there on that list. But then you look at where is SHR right now and you say, you know, they had a very good, very, very good run at at Richmond, but they've been very, very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. You look at Kyle Larson and you think, well, that's a no brainer. I mean, he's a Hendrick motorsports driver. They always run well there. Yeah, that's true. But they have not performed very well of late. I don't remember the stat exactly, but it was something to the effect of they won four out of the first nine races and two out of the last 12. Uh, yesterday at Richmond, you had three of those Hendrick Chevrolets a lap down and Chase Elliott just prior to a caution was about to go a lap down. And the stat was the last time Hendrick Chevrolets all, every part of their team finished a lap down I believe was 2002. It just, wow. it doesn't happen. It never happens, yeah. but it almost yeah. happened yesterday. Yep. Now, granted, caution played into their hand. A couple of cars took the wave around and, and Bowman and Elliot and I think Byron all ended up on the lead lap, but it, it took some help to do it. They didn't drive there. They got some help. So inconsistency, uh, you look at Chastain and Suarez Guys that you'd like to say are going to be a threat to win. That team right now is struggling. That organization is struggling bad. So, you know, that's what you're dealing with. Um, who's going to win? I don't know. Who's going to make it in? Who's going to fill those final seats to race for a championship? I don't know. I think that, you know, if, and I never like history because history doesn't mean anything other than what we've seen, not what we're going to see. But going to uh, Indy Road Course and Watkins Glen, you'd like to think that that would favor Chase Elliott. Uh, can he win at one of those two? Absolutely. Will he? I don't know. Sure. Uh, they've just been inconsistent. I just I don't know what to think. You know, you look at and you and I talked, and this was a, several months ago, when you and I were talking about the best Ford manufacturing team out there was not Stuart Haas Racing. It was, in fact, RFK. Yep. And who was it that ran well, you know, yesterday at Richmond? It was Chris Busher and Brad Kozlowski. Brad should have won that race. Yes. If it hadn't been, I think, although we were talking about even when Brad was leading, I think all of us felt like Busher had a better car. He was just content to ride behind the boss. And, you know, that's always a smart move when you can. Now, if it comes down to 10 to go, I think Chris is going to go for the win, and I think he may have been able to drive by Brad, but we'll never know. 
because it was one little mistake on pit road by Brad that took him out of any opportunity to win. But man, oh man, I mean, to me, that is the, that is one of the shining highlights of the 2023 season is what Brad Keselowski has done with Roush Fenway, now Roush Fenway Keselowski, because he's turned that organization around, not single-handedly, but you certainly have to look at Brad as being a key component to their success. And they showed it yesterday. I don't expect them to slow down. So I know that's a long-winded answer for uh, a very simple, I have no idea what to expect over these final four races. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you know, there's any handful of guys, even outside the top 16, that you could potentially, you know, put a win in for for two of the road courses, uh, yeah. which, which, is, which is exciting. That just means it's going to be must-watch racing over, you know, the next four weeks and through the 10 races of, of the playoffs. Uh, just to piggyback off what you said yesterday or yeah, a minute ago about yesterday with, with RFK there, you know, that was probably the most complete performance out of the six and 17 in a single race combined, which is awesome. And then you just look at the standings. You mentioned Ford kind of showed up yesterday. Um, you had, let's see, first place car, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, 10th and 11th place, all Fords, you know, so you had seven Fords in the top 11 there. Uh, that's a that's a solid day for the Ford organization heading into MIS where they all compete for that manufacturer's trophy uh, as well, which is uh, pretty cool. Brad wants to win that one bad, Brandon, you know that. Yes. And uh, he's said it many, many times that if he could win at Michigan, that would be his biggest win of his soon to be Hall of Fame career. I would like to see that happen. I, you know, there, there are places and times when you really do want to see a driver win. I wanted, I, I said it on the air yesterday. I want to see Chris Buescher win this race. Yep. Why? Because he's paid his dues. He's hung in there. He's driven really bad stuff for bad teams and he's paid his dues. And you know, to see him finally have an opportunity to have a car that was capable of winning and then driving it to the front and leading like that. It's like, and then that caution coming out late in the race, it's like, man, you got to be kidding me. He's going to end up losing this race because of a late caution and one that he truly deserves to win. And when he bolted away to lead the field back to the, you know, back to turn one on the green flag. I actually was, you know, kind of like, yeah, let's go keep yep. digging. Yep. yep. You know, Hamlin rolled the outside and I thought Denny might be able to take him coming off turn number two. Uh, Busher held him off. And then, you know, even by Denny's uh, admittance, he just got into turn one. I think a lap later, just way too hot. And that was pretty much it because they stacked three wide for second. And I'm sure Busher looked in the mirror and said, you guys keep racing three wide right there for a <laughs> yep, second. And I'm going bye-bye. <laughs> yep. Goodbye. Yep, yep. But you know, I just, I, I like that for those guys. And, and you're right. That was a complete race. You yep. know, those guys are running one, two for a long time. And I, I think that I think they have the opportunity to make a deep run, you know, into the playoffs. But Again, time will tell because, as we know, it's so fickle. One minute you feel like you have your organization right where you want it, and you go out there and your team cars, whether it's two, three, or four, doesn't matter, but you know you find yourself running 10th and 15th or 15th and a car lap down. Um, you know, just ask Hendrick. You know, right, right now, that's kind of where they were. They were dominating early on, and now they're scratching their head going, man, oh, man, what, what, what has changed? Yep. Um, Legacy Motorsports. They were good last year. We talked about Eric Jones. Um, Chastain and Suarez were good last year at this point in the season. Neither one of those two organizations right now are a factor at this moment. But who knows? They may find something over the week and come out and surprise everybody. And Chastain and Suarez are the two that are running up front. And Brad and Chris are running you know, 15th and 21st. So, but you just said it a minute ago. That is why we tune in to the radio, why we buy a ticket to sit in the grandstands or why we spend our Sunday afternoon in front of a TV because you don't know. 
you just don't know what you're going to see, and I think that's what makes NASCAR right now very exciting. I am with you. All right, Jeff, let's wrap with this one. Uh, we are headed into uh, our, our, our home track race, if you will, from the NASCAR perspective. Uh, second race in a row now for MIS track president Joe Fowler. Had him on last week. Uh, yeah. This guy... I just you can tell he just loves the sport, loves the track, wants to see both continue to improve. Um, I am excited to get back to to MIS. Uh, I know it holds a special place near and dear in our hearts. Um, you know what? Uh, you know what excites you the most is as you as you make that turn. Uh, you know, down into the tunnel to to pull under the racetrack and and park over there in the infield there the the things that we call our home track you know i get the same feeling when i go to berlin raceway that's where i grew up and you know to be a part of that uh it, it excites me whether it's my you know thousands trip in there or ten thousand i stopped counting a long time ago but i still enjoy uh you know driving through that little town of marne and popping out the other side and seeing the great big berlin banner on the back of the grandstands and it's the same thing that i get you know when i turn down through cement city uh, after leaving Jackson, heading into Brooklyn, and you know what lies at the end of that long road when you come to the stop sign there, and all of a sudden, bam, there's this massive facility, and it's your home track, and it's something that you can be proud of. And, you know, when you mentioned Joe, you know, his team over there, they're passionate, and they all are. They all are. Um, just talked to Larry Warren, uh, Warner at, with Richmond talked to Clay Campbell, Chip Weil yesterday and throughout the weekend. And the one thing that you recognize very quickly, and they just don't get enough credit, is their passion, not only for the product that goes on the track, but realistically, as we all know, they can't change the product on the track. They don't have any say over what NASCAR runs for a rear spoiler, or how much downforce is on the car. They have nothing to do with that. But what they do have is the opportunity to invent, create the fan experience. And when you have passionate people like Joe and Jen and Jordan over there at MIS, Lori and Clay Campbell, all of the presidents that are around NASCAR, they all have that one thing in common, and that is the passion for the NASCAR fan. I want to tell you a quick story. We're, we're up in the broadcast booth yesterday getting ready to go. And Lori Warren, uh, Lori Warner is the new track president at uh, Richmond Raceway, as you know, replacing Dennis Bickmeyer a couple of years ago. Yep. And we look down in the grandstands, and who do we see in row one but the president of Richmond Raceway? She is out there. She climbed up in the grandstands. No, she didn't know anybody was watching. Yep. But she did it right in front of us, and Alex and I pointed it out. We're like, that's Lori. What is she doing? Well, she gets up in the grandstands. She climbed up into the second row and sat down with a group of fans and just started having a conversation. When she completed that conversation, she moved about, I don't know, 25 feet down to a completely different group of race fans. And she sat there and talked to them. This is on Sunday afternoon. We're probably an hour away from going racing. And where is the track president? not in a air conditioned office or not in the driver's meeting or doing this or that. She's on the grandstand side, sitting in the grandstands with fans. And I don't know said, but my guess is, are you having a good time here? Yep. What about this track? You know, frustrated you, did you get in? You know, okay. Did you park? Okay. Were the hot dog prices? Okay. Uh, what would you change if you were the president? I don't know what she said, but my guess is it was something like that, Brandon. And those are the kind of things that I don't think a lot of our fans see, uh, but they're the things that I see and they're the things that I applaud about, you know, this group of people that we have that head up, you know, our favorite sport of NASCAR. And Joe is going to do the same thing at Michigan. His team is ready. Um, you know, they're going to have music. They're going to have this and that. And hopefully, you know, the product on the track that they can't control, hopefully it's a good race. I expect it to be a good race. So do you. Yep. Uh, the new package really does seem to work well at Michigan. I expect to see a very competitive, very exciting, very compelling race. So, you know, it just I wanted to share that story because yeah, thank you. Nobody, nobody is going to know that that took place if it hadn't been for 
somebody that, you know, has a platform like you and I are doing right now to actually state it. She didn't do it to, you know, maybe somebody will say, man, you know, Brandon on lap traffic was, they were talking about you and you sitting in the grandstands. Otherwise nobody would ever know it, but these are, these are good people and they have our fans best interest in mind and not always do we appreciate it or applaud them for the work that they do behind the scenes. I get it because I know what, you know, our team is putting in behind the scenes as we get ready for SRX. They're working their guts out, simply trying to make sure that when you come over from the east side of the state, we've got, we've got fans coming in from all over the country that have never been to our track before. And we have those that will be back for the umpteenth time. I don't care. When they walk onto the property, you know, I hope they get parked well. I hope that, you know, going through the, the ticket line is fast and easy and friendly. And when they go to get a beer, a pop, a water, a hot dog, I hope that that experience is good. I can't control what the product is on the track. That is up to SRX, but we can control what the fan actually feels when they get to that track, whether it's a home track or, you know, a track across the nation. We don't care. I know long, but I'm passionate about it. I and I think it. a lot of people are. Yes. No, that's a great way to wrap it. I love it. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. I will see you Thursday. I will see you Sunday and uh, can't wait to uh, be back next week to uh, recap everything that we take in this week, man. I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going to remind everybody that on August 9th is battle at Berlin at Berlin. That's not SRX. Some people get them confused. Chase Elliott will be here. William Byron, Eric Jones, Josh Berry, Carson Hosevar, Bubba Pollard. The list goes on and on. If you like super late model racing, uh, it, it equals the payout of the Snowball Derby as the richest super late model race in the country. That will be at Berlin on Wednesday night, August the 9th. And we do have tickets. I don't know how long we're going to have tickets, but we have tickets right now with Chase Elliott and Byron and those guys all coming in. That'll be another packed house, and I can't wait for that. So, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to go do SRX. We'll go do MIS. We'll come back and do Berlin, and we're going to love it all, right? That's what we do. I love it. Sounds good, brother. We'll talk to you, and we'll see you soon. You got it. Thanks. All right. Great to talk to uh, Jeff Striegel there. All right. Let's do just some quick highlights here uh, from from Richmond and uh, Road America this past weekend. So the playoff grid truck series, as I mentioned with Jeff, is set. Uh, Carson Hosevar picked up the win. It's so, such a bummer that the trucks aren't racing at Michigan because that used to be the last race for uh, the regular season for the truck series at MIS. And I thought the trucks put on a hell of a show at MIS. There were some some seasons where the truck race, in my opinion, stole the show. Uh, obviously, as Jeff mentioned, things have gotten better at MIS as far as the on-track uh, racing goes on the cup side of things with the package actually works really well there. So uh, things have, are trending better that way anyway. So um, it's a bummer that the trucks won't be there. Hopefully they will bring them back uh, in, the, in the near future there. So who's in, who's out? Corey Heim uh, leading the pack there in first after the reset. Zane Smith, Carson Hosevar, Christian Eckes, Grant Enfinger. You know, with, with the exception of Hosevar, you know, all of those guys have two wins. Uh, pretty even playing field as, as far as things go there. Uh, you got Ty Majeski, who surprisingly does not have a win after a dominant season last year. You got Ben Rhodes, Nick Sanchez. Matt DiBenedetto making the playoffs, which is cool there. Uh, Matt Crafton. Now, who's out? Stuart Friesen. Surprised there. Uh, Chase Purdy's out. Tyler Ankrum's out. Uh, you know, a couple guys that we keep talking about year after year of, hey, can they make a bid? And, and you know, unfortunately falling up short just a smidge. You know, who's who, who could pull a – who could walk away with this? Uh, I mean, realistically, you know, I, I – Corey Heim, obviously, Zane Smith, you know, Carson, any of the guys that have two wins uh, and throw Ben Rhodes in the mix. Um, you know, if you tell me any one of them make the final four, I'm not going to be surprised. Um, you know, the, the truck series have a very cool uh, schedule, in my opinion, for the for the playoffs. Uh, let's see. We're going to kick things off. IRP, that's going to put on a great race. The Milwaukee Mile is going to deliver. Kansas. 
ho-hum, maybe. Uh, then Bristol, Talladega, Homestead, Phoenix. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised for a surprise. You know, that's, uh, I guess, being very cliche about it. But, uh, you know, of those one, two, three, four, five, six, of those seven race playoffs, um, you know, five or six of those could could be very interesting. So that's going to be a uh, a fun playoff series to watch there. Uh, Xfinity series. John Hunter Nemechek's been struggling the last couple races. Uh, Sam Mayer picked up the win. I was surprised. I was very curious to see what AJ Allmendinger was going to do. Um, you know, starting in the back, uh, but but he seemed to do just fine there. Uh, you know, they still have six more races to go, so we're still in the thick of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, all right, cup side. Chris Busher picking up the win. Jeff and I talked about that at length there. Uh, and, and the big question is going to be with four to go and two at a road course, one super speedway, um, you know, who's going to be able to make that Hail Mary? Who will get in? Who won't get in? It's going to make for must-see racing. So there you have that. All right. What do you say we do a very condensed social media here? Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, TikTok, Twins, Instagram, Twitter, all at laptrafficpc. If you've made it this far into the show, tell your friends or leave a review. And, of course, tell your friends to check it out. You've got mail. Don't forget, I've got stickers and koozies to give away for free. All you got to do is get a hold of me. DM me. Shoot me an email. Contact page on the website. And I'm happy to get those out. I am going to have stickers, koozies, T-shirts, maybe some hats, and who knows what else I will bring to Berlin and MIS um, to give away for free as well. So if you're going, uh, don't forget that um, Eric from the Super Speedway podcast and myself are going to try and do some form of a tweet up on Thursday at Berlin We'll try to figure out what time makes sense there for everybody. So uh, keep a lock on social media for that and uh, hope to see some of you there. I know a lot of you are going to be there. A lot of followers are going to be there and uh, excited to get the chance to say hi to some of you because I know it's been a minute. So there you have that. All right. Uh, what do you say? We close this thing out with uh, some weather, some football shenanigans, some lap traffic fantasy. We'll do it all with the doctor, Aaron Studwell. All right, lap traffic nation, joining me on the line, making his 14th appearance outside of dedicated weather segments. You can wow. follow him on Twitter, at RaceWeather. <laughs> we got all kinds of good things to talk about. Welcome back to the lap traffic podcast, Mr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, how are you? Thank you, sir. I am doing well, and yourself? Excellent. Thank you. Welcome back. It's uh, It's been a minute, and glad to have you back on the show. The doctor is in. And, yes. uh, no, it's good to be It's good to be back. Um, not just, you know, we've kind of gone away from the regular weather segment, and you've tried a couple of other things this season, and you've you know, you've had your own life this season, so kudos for that. Thank you. Yeah, that's been the main <laughs> thing. It's I think the Twitter spaces uh, could work, would work, potentially will work in the future uh just just running out of time in the week is what kind of you know put the the halt on that one if you will kind of like my uh um you know talk trying to reach out and have somebody a fan a follower listen whatever the case you want to call it somebody at the race each weekend i i made it i did 10 of them and oh. you know that's about you know i wanted to do that every week but then well when you're not doing a show every week and then that's extra scheduling time. And it's like, well, if I only have to worry about scheduling one or two people, uh, you know, it makes it a lot easier to be able to do the show more frequently. And that's kind of what I'm trying to focus on is just continuing to put out, you know, quality content consistently. So that's uh, well, that's uh, always a good goal. That's yes. always a good goal. Yes. So not to say, you know, as, as Alden gets a little uh more self-sufficient uh you know hopefully we can you know pick you'll get things you'll get him a, a cart bit. you'll get him a cart and he'll go on the uh keelan Bra brayden what's it brag what's her braxton braxton uh, yes there you go yeah yeah, yeah. yep and they'll be he'll be out competing with them yeah um all right let's uh let's start of course with uh some michigan football um the the news uh with with harbaugh and his four game suspension to which you know 
a couple of my MSU fans text me, and I said, listen, all speaking of Alden, Alden should be able to coach them through the first four wins of the yes. season without any yeah. issues. Uh, but still, you know, it is, it is impactful. Um, it is a... It- uh, it's but, only a game day suspension, too. He'll be able to coach during the week. Mm-hmm. Which is all the more the bigger, you know, just a slap on the wrist. And I think that's just, you know, based on the things that I've read and have heard on, on Sports Talk is that if he would have just admitted to it a while ago, it probably wouldn't have been, if anything, maybe a game versus the four to six that, you know, are are on the table or six was on the table Play yeah. down to four. So, I, I'm going to put a little context into this, and this this is going to be maybe the one time this year, especially on a recorded line, I'm going to quote Paul Feinbaum. Okay, okay. <laughs> the NCAA is a clown show. You know why he didn't admit to it at first? Why? He didn't remember. You go. You went up for. You went up for cheeseburgers. Hey, you want a cheeseburger? You go up for cheeseburgers in 2020. Do you remember who paid for it? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it, there. They had already committed to the university. They just happened to be on campus during the dead time. And he said, "Hey, what? I'm going out to lunch. Do you want to come get lunch with us?" Yeah. It wasn't like. They had already committed. It wasn't like it was a big recruiting violation. He goes to their hometown, brings a bag of cheeseburgers to their parents' house, and has cheeseburgers for everybody. Right. And then climb and then climbs up a tree. Oh, wait yeah. a minute! Wrong yeah. recruiting weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're not talking a Rolex. We're not talking a car. No. We're not talking. You know, no. a, it's a check made out to cash. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do, do you want to look at what other programs have done? Oh, I and know. I've. Yeah, I I had a call earlier today, uh, and I'm not going to say the university, talking to a former student athlete there where he's the second student athlete I've had come from that program and say, there's a problem here. Nobody wants to play here. I want to go pro. Can you help? Wow. And I've heard it from the same program uh, on the women's side, on the women's sport. I've heard bad stories about uh, some of their base, how their coaching staff treated some of their baseball players, same wow. university, wow. all three different, the three different sources. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And so it's, it's just a place people, you know, people want to get out and it's bad experiences everywhere. And you got stuff like this happening and you're going to say, okay, you forgot you. Okay. And if he, you know, even if he did say, if, if you wanted to hide it, I don't if he felt like the my first instinct is to lie about it and say I don't remember, right? Shame on you. Yeah. But if you sort of says, "Hey, you went for hamburgers with Bill in December 2020 when you lived in Norman," okay. okay. Yeah. Who yep. paid? Right. I. I, I, I who cares? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I think the 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 big thing for me is just the you know the we can make the full circle tie back to NASCAR here is inconsistencies with penalties, right? You know, we we complain about that, you know, all across the board on uh, from a NASCAR side of things. And, you know, it's not that it makes it any of a less bitter pill to swallow, but it's across the board in all sports, whether it's, you know, on field uh, rulings or, you know, something like this to where, you know, can we apply common sense versus, you know, the, uh, you know, throwing the book now, not to say it's not like I'm biased or anything like that, you know, to where if it was MSU or OSU throw the fricking book at them, but even if it was any other school in the big 10, yep. I would know. And I knew what I know. Yeah. Yep. I'd probably be rolling my eyes the exact same way. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, it's now and I don't want to we we don't want to jump ahead too far and ruin tradition of our um, our college football prediction uh, segment that we do every year, because we will definitely make a point to do that. Uh, But something tells me that the picking of the games may go a little quick this year. So we'll have to make sure we have uh, those first four. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> we'll have to make sure we have some extra content to, to fill in. Uh, I will tell you, I am beyond excited to see what this offense is going to do with the uh, I forget whose ranking it was, uh, but the fact that we've got the number one and number three running back, um, we've got our quarterback has, you know, just developed another year. And did I see something? We got a four star wide receiver uh, commits or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, the offense is going to be on fire. McCarthy's going to have the ability to, you know, do whatever the hell he wants with that ball as long as they let him as long as they love him because we were so running focused last year that when you let uh mccarthy like kind of open up and say hey we're gonna run the floor and open up the full playbook to the kid mm-hmm. it didn't go well no that's true that's true i mean you look at a couple games i mean not the ohio state game but you look at the uh purdue TCU game, game tcu game yeah it was uh Playing from behind does not suit Michigan. They, uh, you know, if they can keep at minimum it, keep even keel and and then turn it on in the second half is well, what Michigan but, dominated with last but year. But you're but you're hoping that he matures and that the other players around him mature. That yes. you that that doesn't stay a concern. Yes, I'm with you. That you say this year, okay, say we're down 17 to 10 to, to Penn State. We can come back and we don't have to worry about saying, oh, my gosh, we're going to lose this game because we don't have the ability to throw the ball and not yep. uh, think every time he puts it up is like cro- cro- close your eyes and cross your fingers. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there were some times where it was like, you know, the the play was there and it was, you know, most of the time it was an overthrown ball. And that's hopefully what he's, uh, you know, been able to dial in a little bit. So Exactly. Uh, defense wise, you know, I mean, they were stellar last year. Uh, I think I recall numbers of something like 12 or 13 of the starters are back, uh, or, you know, from the rotating starters, I guess would be a right. Yeah. Of the, of that. the, of your, of your starting 20, if you're rotating 22, yeah. Things like 13 or 14 are back. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited. Uh, you know, as, as Lindsay and I were talking about it over the weekend, it's like I said, man, I am so excited for football. But then at the same token, I'm like, I am not excited for 10 degree weather and 20 degree weather. Because <laughs> yeah. that just well, means it's right around the corner. You know, what's Thursday? What's Thursday? The Hall of Fame Bowl, Hall of Fame game. Oh, oh, oh! I, unfortunately, I will not be able to tune into that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but it's more saying football is oh, really I, yeah right around the corner. Yes, yes, there is no doubt about that. Um, let's I've got see. my. I'll say it real quick. I've yes. got my Phil Steele books sitting right next to my uh, workspace uh, by the TV, and uh, we're yeah. The company's going to do is we're really looking at doing a thing. Excellent. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that we're uh, cool. getting into N- we're getting into NIL. Excellent. Uh, we've we've already talked about an underserved community. One of our uh, agent, she put on her Instagram profile NIL consultant and she got about 12 emails over the weekend. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Glad things are uh, picking up for you on that end. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh all right, let's see. Um do you want to talk a little Richmond? Uh, do you want to jump into weather? Because we've got a couple yeah. different things to cover. What? Uh... Yeah, I want to talk. I want to talk Richmond real quick because I want your feedback. And I have not watched a truck race yet, so uh, I'll, I I'll didn't. Say wa- that. I did not watch uh, truck or Xfinity. If I'm being blatantly honest, so I listened to Xfinity on the radio. Okay. So it sounded it sounded really interesting. I might tune in for like stage three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What was your opinion of yesterday's race? Stagnant. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. It's like I didn't hate it. I didn't yeah. love it. I don't even feel I need to go back and watch highlights. No, in my opinion, I mean R- Richmond. Um, you know, quote unquote, back in the day, uh, I really enjoyed it. And by all definitions, um, it should be a good race. You know, it's it's a, you know, it's it's not Bristol short, but it's not a mile. You know, it's a three quarter mile track. It's got good banking. Um, you know, from a fan perspective there, it's incredible. Um, but as, as far as what we've gotten, and, and I don't think it's Richmond's fault. 
uh, as Jeff Striegel kind of mentioned earlier, you know, the tracks have no, you know, uh, accountability to what you get on the track that's on NASCAR. And I just don't think they're bringing, you know, a competitive package to the short tracks, you know. So okay, I'm glad uh, he said that, and not me. Yeah, because, no, yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> I, I, that's something that uh, you know we're now we're, we're coming up on finishing our second full year with with this new car. I really hope that they uh, you know make some big swings next year for the short tracks, and well, I think you... that will just immensely improve things i think we've improved things from the road courses in terms of getting rid of the actual stage breaks i think that's upped the game there which is excellent uh we've gotten some great racing at some of the mile and a halfs and you know michigan i expect to be a really good race which again you know we've kind of just flip-flopped some of the tracks that we used to yeah. critique and you know we're, we're still finding ourselves in the same boat so i, I hope next year um, you know, they, they make a little bit of a swing with it. Yeah, they are doing a splitter testing today, which is supposed to may, which may solve some of the problem from what I read or mm -hmm. what I heard. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the, the plus in my opinion to come out of Richmond is a new winner for the season. I think that's big. You know, we now have 12 different winners, um, you know, which that kind of throws a loop, you know, did I, was anyone expecting, you know, Chris Busher to, to pick up a, a race win, you know, he's 13th in the standings, you know, it's very possible, you know, he could have had a couple bad weeks and gone from 13th to 17th real quick, but now that win's going to keep him in there. Um, you know, so that makes things even more challenging for Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, uh, outside looking in, um, right. you know, so for me, the big takeaway coming out of Richmond is what's ahead the next four races, you know, because we've got two road courses, which is very possible for Chase Elliott to go out and win. But it's also just as possible AJ Allmendinger could go pick up a win and throw a mix uh, into the standings, you know. So do not do not count out Van Ginsbergen. Right. Um you've also got uh you know Daniel Suarez, who could go pick up a road course win. Austin who really Cindric. needs something to they turn need, around this yes. season. They've had, you know, this past week, uh, they're, the incident in Richmond. Um, yeah, they've they've been struggling. HMS has been struggling, you know. So there yeah. is yeah. there's yeah. a lot to come out of, you know. You got Michigan, Indy Road Course, Watkins Glen, and Daytona. You know, you've got some wild courses, uh, wild cards, if you will, um, you know going in the last couple of weeks so that's that's exciting and i love it absolutely <laughs> i am with you 100 percent. all right um you know uh, we had you on because you know michigan you've got the tie from living here for a minute going to michigan um you know so there's a lot going on in michigan starting thursday at berlin um mis all weekend and SummerSlam downtown. So what's what what can <laughs> what can Michigan expect forecast wise uh, Thursday through Sunday? I tell you what, this is going to look okay. This is going to seem like a pure Michigan forecast, at least the first part of it. Uh, for Berlin, high during the day of eighty seven, around eighty at race time, clear skies, so really nice. Uh, set, uh, Friday. Back in Detroit, highs in the low to mid-80s. Same for Saturday, highs in mid-low 80s, variably cloudy. No rain, dry Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday is where it gets a little interesting. Um, I'm going to have a chance of p.m. showers and thunderstorms. Right now, the timing would be for after the race is over. But, you know, we're six, five, six, you know, six days away from it. Yeah. So if yep. the pattern holds, I, I want to have it out there as a starter. Uh, highs around the mid 80s could see up to 90 if if the pattern goes a little bit if the pattern stays south and it stays clear you could actually see temperatures near 90. Wow. what we're okay. thinking right now is uh low to mid 80s with a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms and it's not just the pop-up variety this would be a pretty substantial cold front oh, all right all right that typical uh you know yeah august, it, it is august michigan rain yeah, it would be. Yeah, it'd be it'd be that frontal system coming through, and um, yeah, you're kind of you know it's it's very indicative of the way the season has gone down yes. too. Yes, it is like it's and it really has been a, a need, need a need rain schedule a race, and even the 
we were they were so fortunate on um uh saturday night with um uh, richmond that mm-hmm. storm saying mm-hmm. that bulk of that rain staying south yes oh my gosh that was a really big storm <laughs> i got stuck in a really big, big storm on saturday in washington dc oh really uh yeah, trees. I guess somebody, and I'm not mad. Somebody died because a tree fell on their house. There, oh, wow. a lot of roadways were just blocked. I mean, major thoroughfares, major parkways were just blocked. That's crazy. Uh, because of trees. Wow. Oh yeah, it's been crazy weather-wise. We've had some uh, some crazy uh, storms roll through over the last couple of weeks up here too. So yeah, yeah you it's, have. It's, uh, good times. Well. Oh yeah. Keeps uh, keeps me employed. Right. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, sir, um, what do you say? This is about that time where we'll uh, start to close things out with some lap traffic fantasy. Since you're here, uh, what do you say? You want to uh, stick around, make some picks for uh, we, for Michigan? We can do that. It might. We can do that. It might be the earliest I've submitted picks all season. <laughs> I love it. All right. Lap traffic fantasy players. Just a reminder. Get your picks in by five o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Or if you really want to do me a big favor. You can get them in by Wednesday just so I can get as much logged as possible before I head out of town. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LT Fantasy. Uh, let's see. This week's uh, high uh, picks go to Joe Rush, who had 143 points with Hamlin, Allgaier, Majeski. Uh, Aaron, you had Logano, Dinger, and Grand Enfinger, which was good for 105. Yours truly had... Um, Martin Truex Jr., John Hunter, and Ty Majeski, which was good for 98. Uh, I'll read through the standings here. Top 10, segment two. Uh, Steven, DFS NASCAR guy, is in first with 942. Andrew Ewan, second with 934. Mark Ludington in third, 929. Kathleen McDonald in fourth with 925. Uh, Michael Nebbia in fifth with 923. Matthew Ludington is in sixth with 919. Jonathan Lilly in seventh with 917. Uh, Joe Houston in eight with 914. Michael Mason in ninth with 912. And we got a two way tie for 10th for between Dan Sherwood and Jeremy Waterbury with 909 points. Over to our cumulative standings. In first, Andrew Yu, 2152. In second, Jonathan Lilly, 2079. Henry Fletcher's in third with 2074. Benton Wilson in fourth with 2057. John Entwinsel in fifth, 2052. Uh, Steven DFS NASCAR guy in sixth, 2046. Uh, Michael Nebbia in seventh with 2006. Kevin Hahn in eighth with 2003. Yours truly in ninth with 2002. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe Houston is in tenth with 1998. Jeremy Waterbury. Uh, oh, wow. I messed that up a little bit. We got a three-way tie for 10th with 1998 between Joe Houston, Jeremy Waterbury, Matt Dabrowski. Uh, that would mean uh, Dan Sherwood is in 11th with 1986. Jumpy Bob in 12th, 1985. Mark Lunnington in 13th, 1978. David Mullins in 14th with 1974. Pete Kerbin in 15th, 1973. And because I messed up there, I don't have who's after him. So there's a couple more that are still in contention. Don't forget, the top 24 are going to make the playoffs. And then we'll cut 12 out after round one and then go and follow the normal standings there. So a few more make it, but making a little bit more cutthroat through uh, the first round of the playoffs there. Uh, sir, you ready to make some picks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... I was definitely riding high um, in segment, at least in segment two, and then just kind of had a couple bad weeks in a row, and I'm kind of like dr- a little bit of drift right now, and just having these <laughs> kind of midly. Yeah, I'm having these midly weeks. I mean, I'm getting some decent picks in. They may be rough. At the top. I've had, I think, maybe everybody this season's been like, oh yeah, they are top t- top five until the last four laps. Oh God, yes, yes. There's been. <laughs> There's been a lot of that. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, all right, Lat Traffic Fantasy, we are headed back to the Irish Hills in our home track, Michigan International Speedway, where Kevin Harvick has dominated this track, winning five of the last seven races. The four car, though, is still searching for its first win of the season, but this is where it came last season. So will the four car get one more win in Ford's backyard? What about Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman? Those two are close to being in must-win situations to make the playoffs. Can they give HMS a boost this weekend in Chevy's backyard? We'll find out this weekend. But first, 
it is time for our picks. Aaron, I'll start with you. Xfinity Series. Who are you going with, sir? The Little Gator, uh, Mr. Justin Algar. I love that. That's a solid pick. Uh, I'm going to say I, I, I could use him one more time, and I'll be saving him for uh, a road course. That's for sure. Um, I've gotten burned the last couple weeks by John Hunter Nemechek. He can't do it to me three weeks in a row. So I'm going to go with the 20 of John Hunter Nemechek. Um, over to the Cup Series, sir. Aaron, who do you got? Well, we were talking about Hendrick struggling earlier in the uh, recording earlier in the broadcast. I want to go with uh, Larson. I like that. All right. I mean, <laughs> hey, Chevy's done well at Michigan. Uh, HMS has done well at, uh, at Michigan in the past. So it's it's not that crazy of a pick. And it's no surprise who my pick is. This fine gentleman yep. who I will be interviewing Friday evening at Firekeepers Casino, Mr. Kevin Harvick for the win. All right. There you have it. You're just, you just want to say to him when you're sitting across from him, fanboy <laughs> i picked you i picked you in her fantasy this right week. right oh man i'm telling you i need about 30 minutes with him and to be able to go have a beer afterwards that now that would be amazing but uh something tells me that's probably not going to happen but all no. right doctor thank you for joining us it was a pleasure as always lap traffic nation this is going to do it for episode 317 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thank you to Jeff Striegel and Aaron Studwell for calling in. Next week, it's going to be Jeff Striegel again, as well as some interviews from this weekend. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya.